0: Hey, welcome to Horn's Up. I'm Animesh.
1: And I'm Peter. Peter, do you like pineapples on your pizza? Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, not like I'd have it at every pizza I'll have. But yeah, once in a while, it's not bad. Mm.
0: What but about now you? that you've tasted it, you want to keep coming back for it, right? Like it gives you something which other normal toppings don't. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, I totally mm. agree with that. Okay, so the reason I'm asking these questions is because, well, the band that we're talking to on the cast today are the pineapples on the black metal pizza. They are a funky topping, which purists may not enjoy at all. But hey, if you like them zingy, juicy and evolutionary tastes, you know, it's something you'll always crave and keep wanting. That is my delicious introduction for Austria's Harakiri for the Sky. Did I make any sense?
1: Yeah, I think you did. I mean, it's a strange way of uh, putting the band. But uh, yeah, I I totally agree.
0: (laughs) So we've got vocalist JJ and guitarist Matthias. And we're talking the band's fifth album, Mare, that finally releases after a lot of delays on Feb 19th. Hope we don't jinx that. Uh, Same rules apply. Hear the interview first and the album later. Or the album first and then circle back to this chat. Here we fucking go. Hi, Matthias and JJ. Welcome to Horns Up. How are the both of you doing today?
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for having us. We're doing fine like regarding the circumstances. But yeah, we're glad to be able to talk to you tonight.
0: Okay, so before we begin, since there are two of you here, could both of you introduce yourselves? I didn't know who I just heard. Was that you, Matthias, or was that you, JJ?
2: I think it was me, Matthias. Okay. (laughs) I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm the one always talking loud and annoying. So we <laughs> have a very different tone of and, of uh, our voice. So you will, you will. It will
3: be easy to distinct for you. So and yeah, this is me, JJ, and I have a different voice than Matthias has. He's
0: a <laughs> bit shy. <laughs> so weird, right? Like JJ is the vocalist, but he's the shy one.
2: Yeah, you know, it's just a, it's a huge difference if you can. Just, you know, yell out the lyrics that, that you write
3: that uh, represent what you think or if you have to talk freely. Being loud is a difference to, yeah, just talk. and.
1: <laughs> right. So, you know, we're here to talk about your fifth album. And I'm going to just put this up front. I might butcher the name, so apologies for that. But My Ere, which releases exactly three years after your last album, arson. So... How does it feel to have new music releasing after you know the shit show of that last year was?
2: Well, it's you know it, 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 everything was delayed because of this fucking mm. pandemic. you know we actually planned to release it already in 2020, but uh, you know, it was just impossible. All the pressing plans were delayed. and uh, yeah, it, it feels really great to finally have it out as, as the album is
3: finished already for now yeah. almost one year so almost one year i think the last the last couple of of of, of um vocal stuff we did in, um in the end of january 2020 yeah yeah we actually we, we went we, to russia i think this yeah was the we last we finished
2: weekend. it exactly like the mixing process like two weeks before the lockdown and then oh, only the guest oh. vocals were supposed to be done and then you know all the trouble started because uh stefan yeah. Neish from alcest Um, He wanted to record the stuff, but they had the total lockdown in Paris, so he couldn't leave his flat. So we had to wait more until he could enter a studio and record. So, like, nothing went as planned. But so, as you say, it's a huge relief that it finally will come out now.
1: Was this release date then not a coincidence at all I'm getting? I'm guessing no, right? you
2: know we wanted to to uh, to release in September 2020 then it was just it was not realistic at all then then 29th of January uh, that we had to delay again to the 19th of February just because you know there was some fucking covid cluster in the pressing plant and they had no workers there so it's so
0: the you, you have to, adapt. Ready to ship. yeah
2: you have to adapt all the time with this shit
0: mm. So that was the effect that the pandemic had on uh, Mayor. uh what effect did it have on the both of you personally? Oh, it fucked us up seriously. <laughs>
3: I, t- I, t- I tend to to talk about 2020 as the year that broke me, so yeah it had a huge impact I'd say.
2: You know it it, it it's just you know Froze you off the ship completely. we we are used to play a lot of shows. we, we it, that was like our daily schedule to be away in other countries and then spend some time at home again. Now we were like faced with with the reality to just stay at home all the time then in addition, like financial troubles that come with it. but it, you know it's it's different, but you have to adapt the, Mm-hmm. in the end we still have a roof over our head and it's 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 okay. it's kind of it's it could be worse but still it's 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 a tough situation
0: yeah yeah it is it definitely is so let me ask you this then for both of you what was the silver lining if at all
2: Well, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was that we thought it would be over in three fucking months or something like that. So we planned to do summer festivals in 2020. Then it went on. Then we had the second lockdown in in autumn. Then it went on. Then we have the third fucking lockdown now. Then um, our stupid fucking government is unable to distribute uh, vaccinations. So if they go on at this speed, it will be 2023 and until everyone is vaccinated and uh, we can open up. so
3: And there, are, sorry to, to interrupt you, but there are so many anti-vaxxers right now here in Austria. It's it's nearly like 50 um, percent uh, or 40 percent, and that's way too much for something like uh, immunity uh, or yeah, those, something. Yeah, those you know, this conspiracy theory cunts. This is
1: everybody so
3: sitting on a toilet. Um, uh, Googling uh, on his phone, thinks he studied medicine and know how knows how the the vaccination works and stuff like this. It, it, it makes me so sick to think yeah. about this. And no, to
2: to to just phrase it short. Our Sorry. silver lining is that we have our vaccination, so we can finally travel to other countries again and play shows again because we miss that a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so weird that the anti-vaxxer thing is spreading everywhere. It's like the next pandemic. Anyway.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Apparently Anyways. Was, yeah. You know, all this all this quarantine kind of enclosed stuff yeah. apparently affects the minds of people because they're going completely insane.
0: <laughs> Alright. Okay. Yeah,
3: so I, but yeah. <laughs> it it uh it makes um people mad you never thought about that group yeah. that could get mad because they were way down to earth before. But uh, yeah. since this pandemic happened, so many people you thought that are uh, straight thinking uh, humans are totally out of mind. Yeah, brings
2: so, brings out the worst in some yeah. people. Yeah, that's true.
0: Okay, cool. So let's come back to discussing the album. Now, um, Arson had reached number 29 on the German charts. Uh, what was your personal ambition before you started work on Mare? What did you guys want the album to be? Well, you know, we we wanted
2: to make an album that we are personally satisfied with and happy with. Mm. Yeah, totally. Which is, of, of course, you know, as, as it's the fifth album, of course, you think about like can you still bring something new or something as good as before or will it be repetitive? Of Mm. course, those thoughts cross your mind. But, you know, you have to to push this back and uh, just, you know, write straight from the heart as before. And that's what we did. And let's see how people will receive it. So I hope people will like it.
1: All right. So while making Mare a reality, did your ambition for the album change of in in any manner at all?
2: No, I I think it's... I know it sounds boring, but, you know, we have the same ambition as before.
3: You just grow with every album you do. Yeah, we... You You mature and try your best again and again and again.
2: What what we do is kind of like self-therapy. I Mm. try to translate what I feel into melodies and riffs, and JJ does the same with the lyrics. You just write it off his heart. And, and that's the same ambition we had since the beginning So the some chart positions or whatever or sales I've are, are not no that, that, that actually doesn't matter to us that we just want to be happy what we put out
0: hmm. okay and I know okay. it's a
2: boring answer but that's how it if, is. You, no, no. if you
3: finish the album and you listen to it maybe one or two years later you still want to like it that, that's yeah. the thing. If you're unsatisfied with it uh, two years later, then it maybe did uh, uh, made made some wrong decisions. But if if you like, I um, this, describe uh, this. Yeah, describe it. Um, then I think that's that's that's, that's the, the, the thing most musicians uh, uh, work Hello. or, or, or um, write music for because yep. they want to to. you, you
2: know, every, every album. So, to be said, is an outframe of the period of time sure. where we wrote it. So you know it's it's always one chapter, like the album before, like we try to do like a snapshot of of what happened to us and we try to work it up. and the same is with the new album, you know, just to 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 finish a period of a period of time of our lives that's just you know written down in music and lyrics,
3: so we can begin a new chapter or. Yeah. Like that's,
0: this. So definitely that's not a boring answer. That's just an honest answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, cool. You so know, some,
2: Sometimes honest answers can also be boring. <laughs> no,
0: not at all. Not at all. Honest answers are the ones that make you keep coming back and wanting to talk. Anyways, so this is album number five, right? So now that this is album number five, I have to ask um is there a sort of formula or a rather structure or a mode that you follow to get an album's worth of music out right so you've been doing this for so many times now by now is it easy for you to get started on a new harakiri for the sky album
2: to be honest i think the start is, is is the hardest thing you know uh, after like having an album out to start fresh with new ideas, it, it's sometimes tough, but as soon as you're in the flow, you know and 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 uh, you can open up to new ideas, then 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 it's it just uh, proceeds. It's uh, Of course, you know, the fifth album, you don't want, as I said before, you don't want to repeat yourself and everything. But uh, the, the good thing about it is, as we know each other for such a long time, the like the harmony of how we uh, work together, how we uh, put the lyrics and combine them with the songs,
3: that that gets way more natural, and so that that's a good thing, I think. Yeah, um, we don't have to discuss uh, it it that much as we did maybe on on, on our Kahala or our second album or something because you, you, you just know each other, since, like Matthias already said, such a, for such a long time uh, you know where to put um, um, the singing and where to, to just let the guitars play for alone and, and all that so it's, yeah, on the, on, it's, it's pretty cool um, if, you, if you play um, in, in the same band for, 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 for so many years Makes it way more easier, and it is always cool uh, that we just uh, do it to uh that, uh that. We are just two people uh, writing the the songs. Um, I also played in bands where we we were like five people, and everybody said, "Oh, like do it like that, do it like that, do it like that." Oh, uh, that's pretty hard sometimes. So yeah, like too many cooks spoil the food. Yeah, two mm-hmm. people. That's a good combination, I'd say.
2: Yeah, and, you know, we do the,
3: the process separately,
2: like I write the songs, I send the pre-production to him and he like takes uh, lyric fragments that he wrote before and then he also takes inspiration of the music that I sent him. And that just works out because we have this like exact uh, separation of work. But as we are good friends, since like 12 years and we listen to a lot of music together, we, you know, we, we find our middle ground somehow and, and then create something that we both enjoy, even though our steps of work are separated.
1: All right, so coming back to what you said, too many cooks spoil the broad. But having said that, this is your second album with Krim on drums. So how does that process work? I mean, do you have the drum parts kind of already demoed for the songs uh, and share it with him? Or you kind of leave it up to him to kind of do his thing?
2: No, I, I give him the drum tracks that I've uh, written for the songs. And um, then he, he always has like one month preparation time or so. And in the studio, then on the fly, for example, if he has some fills or some ideas that I like, then I'm totally open to it, you know, that he, that he changes that. But like the general frame of everything, he has the drum tracks, how I wrote it. And, you know, I'm really picky with some stops and some breaks and whatever. But, uh, you know, if he has like a nice idea for a fill, you know, he, he is the drummer, not me. Then he should just go with the flow. And I think his, the way he plays drums, his style of playing fits very well. And exactly that mix of the stuff that I wrote him and those little additions that he does uh, while being in the studio, I think that makes the... Arson and Mere now,
1: uh, like, more elevated than, than the albums before. All right. So what about the guest appearances? I mean, on this album, you have a couple of guest appearances. You've got uh, Niegi from Alcest, who's on the track uh, Sing for the Damage We've Done, and also the anonymous voice of Gaeria, which joins on Silver Need and Golden Dawn. I mean, animation. and I are big fans of both bands. So first of all, we wanted to understand how the collaborations came about and second, what they bring to the table.
2: Well, first of all, you know, Neesh, um, Stefan from, from Alcest, we are like since years, even before we started the band, we were huge Alcest fans. And the second Alcest album was actually something we listened on that like particular night when we had the idea to start the band. So, it was like a huge honor for us uh, that he participated now on our album. You know, in in Europe, you play a lot of festivals and then you have bands uh, of the same genre. So, we got to know each other and he's just a wonderful person. And uh, just by like building up a friendship there, uh, we finally dared to ask him if he wants to contribute. So, we're really happy that he did because I think it fits the song perfectly. And uh, with Gaia with uh, with the singer, and uh, actually it's a fun story because I've been to Portugal in 2017 a few times because um, uh, my girlfriend was living there back then, and that's how I got to know the guys from Gaia and the singer. I don't know if I'm supposed to say his name, so let's keep it nameless. But he's this fantastic guy, and he also has, you know, this this very harsh voice where I thought it would be like a nice addition, you know. To change his voice, so we we tried that out, and I'm pretty happy with with the outcome. And,
3: and the other thing is I uh, like I like about the singer of gay area is like um same as me, he's a hardcore kid, um listening to uh, bands like Converge and all that. So I really liked him from the first from the first time. And yeah, but that's the story okay. behind the guest vocals, I'd say.
2: Yeah, it's always nice to like, uh, have features of uh, actual friends on the album. You know, it, 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 it brings a way closer feeling to everything.
0: So, uh, do you, like, is, is, it, is it the same thing? Do you just give them the track and have them do their thing? Or do you demo what you want from them?
2: No, we have, uh, have... Actually, we, 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 uh, we send them the lyrics, then uh, we send them a guide track, you know, pre-recorded one. And uh, with Nash, for example, the the clean part that he's singing, we just gave him the freedom to do what he wants because yeah. he's just he he's just amazing with creating melodies, and the part mm-hmm. that he's screaming afterwards, uh, we.
3: He's just, the guy from Alchester, Don't say him
2: how
3: how to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how to sing his part or something. He just did it. It was totally. That would be <laughs> totally awesome. Yeah, it would be blessed for me to tell no, him. No, not the. Um, um, just just yeah, the screen part. You know, we
2: we, we sent the guy track, but also told him he can do it whatever way he wants
0: because you know his, his he's he's fucking musical. Awesome way, so
3: so.
0: he would know what to do anyway. But. Has it ever happened that they sent you something and you guys were like, oh, this wasn't what you were expecting.
2: <laughs> no, actually, no, just just on the, on the second album with a friend from Germany. Uh, he's like, he's playing like, in this like punk black metal band. He did like this really sleazy recording that it, it was it was really tough, you know, to fit it in the mix. Back then I was still doing it by myself. I but,
3: mean, Ben? Yeah. Yeah, from foreigners, yeah, sure.
2: No, but but in general the contributions were always fine. Just in the beginning, like in the second album, the the sound quality was not always easy to handle and fit in the mix. But that was all. But you know, it's fucking black metal. Right?
3: Yeah, but it's something we grew up with, so it was not a problem to us at all. I think it um, also was uh, the second album. But uh, you have to, yeah, major from 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 album to album. So it was a good step. Uh, also, um, I think the first two albums. It was cool that uh, Matthias did uh, record him, uh, record uh, them it, uh, himself. But I think it was also a good step to finally go to a studio and and do it a, in a professional way, right?
0: Yeah, I
2: think now we get a bit sidetracked.
3: <laughs>
2: okay,
0: cool. Yeah, uh, so, so. After, after talking so much about the album, we'd like to play a song from it. Which one should we play and why that song?
2: Whatever you like best, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough to choose. I cannot choose a song.
1: <laughs> that's why we put it on you.
2: <laughs> ah, shit, that's mean.
3: <laughs> it's like I, Paul Bearer. Yeah, okay,
2: then I uh, he, okay.
0: a... I, Paul Bearer.
1: All right, awesome. <laughs> Another thing that was quite interesting for me uh, was the album Closer. It's a cover of the Placebo track, uh, Song to Say Goodbye. Why did you all choose that track? And were there any other tracks that were considered before you all finalized on this one?
2: Yeah, you know, we we always have like, as we have always two years between the albums, we kind of have a pool of songs that we both bring to the table that we would like to cover. And then, then it's not always an easy decision to to you know get a common ground, but uh, you know I, I'm I, I've been a placebo fan since I was I don't know 12 years old or so, and luckily this particular song holds meaning to JJ as well, like lyric wise, it was a good fit so also with 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 the
3: there, there was way more the
2: music and everything,
3: so yeah, it it was quite easy to choose this one. The thing, the thing is, um, sorry if I interrupt you, but uh, the the thing is, no, um, no, from no, from no. the very beginning, we said our our band concept. If we are doing cover songs for bonus tracks on vinyls or something, we won't uh, choose a black metal song. We we will choose a, a song that is from a different genre, like we did on Akikuga with with World or something. Um, and the same was with Placebo, which is yeah an indie band. And the thing is, Matthias likes I think every every placebo uh, song. That pretty is, much, uh, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Uh, but to me, um, song to say goodbye. I think it was released the same time. Um, uh, like I moved out from my parents' home um, somewhere else, and then stuff. And so it had it, it had a huge impact uh, lyrically as as. Uh, musically and uh, this is why I I, um, we, 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 um, I said please let us do this one because Matthias wasn't sure which of them because he likes so much of their songs but to me I think song to say goodbye it could also be a Harakiri title and from the lyrics it could also be Harakiri uh, lyrics so I think it's, it, it fits best of, of, of all them I don't yeah. know.
2: And, and in the end, we always find common ground. I, I think I first wanted to do Mads, but as mm. you said, the, the, the lyrics uh, have like yeah, something a personal meaning to him. It was perfectly fine for me. And I, it's important when we do covers, as you said before, to not just cover a black metal song in black, black metal style because there is little we points. In that. But, uh, but you know, if, if you have something that, uh, that has like the same like melancholy uh, or fitting the theme, lyrics yeah. from another genre and we can interpret it in our way. I, th- I think that's way more interesting than just
3: like
0: covering
3: really
0: yeah, something <laughs> in the same style. <laughs> Alrighty. I'm sure you get this a lot in your interviews that you're doing about the length of the album, right? At 124 minutes. This is a long listen. Um, so here's the question. Would you say that Lendy albums demand a lot more from the listener, and are you okay if listeners take a break or you know listen to this album in parts rather than in entirety? Can I answer this? Of course. Um, D- I has-
3: think I think it's 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 pretty strange how time uh, turned because um, I think nowadays uh, p- um, younger people uh used to just listen to one or two songs of a band or an album or something but back then when when i uh, bought wineries or albums it was like the the whole album in one so i think it's it's yeah it takes time to to find and to find in how can i say it like this what's the song Uh, does matter anything in To really uh, get into get get into get into an album that is that is uh, so long, but I think if you are also interested in the concept and all that, I uh, think it it should it should be worth it. And I personally, I'm too old to just understand um, how people uh, or younger people younger people can just listen to one or two songs. So uh, if, a mu- if a musician uh, takes so much time and effort to to do a lengthy album like this, it should also be yeah, yeah. If if I might add something to that, you know, it's
2: if people ever have time to listen to a longer album, then it should be now when everybody's confined at home. Yeah. And you know, it's it's not a concept album that you can only understand if you listen from the beginning to the end. So if you don't have the attention span for 84 minutes, then you can take a, uh, a pee break in the middle or whatever, sure. or play some stupid <laughs> computer game if it's necessary. But you know, when, when we write a certain amount of songs that we think are worthy to be on an album, then we won't kick some just uh, because we think that uh, like young people don't have the attention span to listen 84 minutes of an album. So if necessary, then we'll just take a little break. But uh, for us it's important to you know put all these songs that we wrote in this period of time to one album. It wouldn't work that we maybe use it for the next album or for, for an EP, it's
3: important. For us to do it like that, and I also think this is something. Uh, this is this also this post-rock thing, which I really liked when I when I when I when I um, first um, got into this um, genre. That you have this lengthy um, ups and downs and all that, and I think um, songs that are just six minutes long or something. That it's not the same feeling as just it is six minutes. You know, take
2: take your time for some build up. You know, it doesn't yeah, have to be that's radio that's friendly. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> of course, if 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 you just repeat one riff for fifteen minutes or so, it might get boring. But, you know, I I don't want to shorten a song if I have my ideas to you know progress it. So if it turns out to be eleven minutes, then then I
0: have to live with then that. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So here's a follow up. Um, do you think? albums should come with listening instructions? No,
2: absolutely not. I think <laughs> everybody should handle it as they want to handle it. You know, for me, for example, when I started to listening to vinyls, it was kind of a therapy to my listening habits that I had before, because you're forced to listen to at least like half or if it's a double vinyl a quarter album without being able to forward or skip or whatever. So maybe the the music wins again a bit of, of you know
3: warfiness. To me to me it is like watching fish in an aquarium. It calms me down. Yeah. I mean if if you listen if you listen to
2: like atmospheric music or post rock or black metal, then I think you should have a thick skin for long songs and Totally. Yeah. You know if if it's too much for someone or, or they, they they cannot handle it without a pissing break to listen to a song for eleven mm-hmm. minutes, then it's it's up to everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I I won't tell anyone how to listen to music or how to enjoy. Understand it, it yeah. Either people like it or they don't, and um, I'm perfectly fine if people don't like it. But of course, it. I prefer if they enjoy. It. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right. So just just for the record, animation I are both album fans and long album fans so uh, no surprises we really enjoyed the album but
2: uh, thank you guys
1: <laughs> a, a quick thing uh, that I also wanted to ask I mean you know in Austria you have the Amadeus Austrian Music Awards and uh, a few years ago you were nominated in 2017 uh, under the hard and heavy category and the following year you were also nominated in the Metal Hammer Awards in the up and coming so, I just wanted to understand, what do awards mean to you? And do you think that they have an impact on the bands that win? I kind of no, got a hint. No, <laughs>
2: no you know, it, it maybe looks it's nice on a, a fucking promo sheet, but in the end, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter at all. It's
3: just fucking... Come on, seriously, who gives a fuck, the gives a fuck like about the Austrian Music
2: Awards? It's that's, <laughs> that's just complete fucking bullshit. I you mean, know, okay. of course, it might be nice if you have some space on your shelf for this like weird thing if you win it. But in the end, nobody gives a fuck about it.
3: No. <laughs> mm. But right. but okay. it's nice
2: to be there at the awards and have free drinks, maybe. But no, I <laughs>
3: would never ever once more attend there oh, personally. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, fuck J- it. JJ, he always wanted to get out because he had to sit through the whole thing and it was so <laughs> oh,
1: fucking <wow>. boring.
3: <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Fucking hate it, and I would never return
1: there. So and wait, so, so let me. So I must ask. So it's not like the Grammys where, like, the metal awards are given separately, and then the main categories. No, You'll have it's the it's entire Austrian music awards. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> Austria. Nobody <laughs> cares about
3: this country.
0: Okay. Okay. So, you so, so, something so to can make
2: parents. your parents proud, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, but it's right thing. Yeah, it made our parents proud. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but in the end it's just fucking bullshit. Man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It it's it's, uh, right. it's, it's it <laughs> means really way more to space us space that uh, towards, yeah. for example we can uh, talk to you guys like from like across the world about our music that is that uh, means way more to us than yeah, the totally. fucking Austrian music award. Wow, that's We're, awesome. We'll take yeah.
0: that as a huge Philip uh, horns up. It's better than the Austrian. Music
3: <laughs> yeah. awards. But, but um, it was the first time it showed my father that I'm not just
0: screaming around. So
3: <laughs> maybe it was necessary.
0: Okay, cool. So so JJ and uh, Matthias, here's our last question. Uh, and this one could, could very well be a very long answer. We don't know. Given the association of black metal with hierarchy for the sky... I want to understand what's your take on black metal. Where do you draw the line with what is black metal and what is not black metal? Because black metal is a really funny thing. I think I think the, the, it can become the, a you,
2: really. Funny. If you ask us the question, it will be a very different answer. As if, if you would ask it to someone who is like forty-five years old and was in the scene in the early nineties, we would probably completely disagree about it. But yeah. uh, you know. For me, the, the the span what what you can call black metal it, it varies a lot, so I think there's nothing wrong with bringing in new influences, and I think it's good that the genre evolves, and and that you have like the the actual spirit and the harshness of of the
3: yeah
2: of like the first or second wave whatever black metal and combine it with other elements. For me, that's perfectly fine, and I enjoy it. And other people might think it's different, but that's beautiful that everybody can decide for themselves. It's, nobody's forced to listen to something they don't want to listen to.
3: Yeah, and that's something I also um, always found interesting in Black Metal. Um, at the very beginning, it, it, it feels like everything is the same and stuff. But I think in the last 25-30 years, Black Metal always progressed a little bit. Uh, maybe in the post-black metal direction or it mixed with hardcore or anything but it was never just uh always the same thing or something and this is why I still uh really uh, like this this uh genre so yeah yeah I know it's 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 not it's not like uh, I don't know some
2: dutch GABA techno that that is uh, like uh, existing for 5 years and then it rest, dies so yeah. yeah because black metal is just Immensely intense, you know, and why should, should you not use that and add some other elements? Yeah,
0: totally. Awesome answer. Awesome answer. Awesome. All righty. On yeah. that note, Harakiri for the Sky, thank you so much for chatting with us on Horns Up. This was excellent.
2: Hey, yeah. thank you too, guys. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for it to your mates. Yeah, and hope you stay safe and healthy in those troubled
0: times. That's it. Haunts up is tears ahead of the Austrian music awards in terms of street cred. Ain't that a cool thing to brag about?
1: Yeah. I think I think we should update our bio with that and like give credit to it. Like, you know how they used to put it, the stickers on the CD. Like so-and-so label said this album of the year, blah, blah, blah that that's how i feel it
0: <laughs> well you're the marketing man make it happen <laughs> let's wind this down reach out to us we're at honsupport.com or on the twitter machine at honsupport i'm at
1: i'm a trend crusher
0: and this is horns up
1: horns up guys